And I'm back. It's Drew, Life in Exchange. Missed you guys here on Anchor. Looking forward to catching up on some content. But I am back from Austin. Had a great time. Catherine and I did. Ate lots of tacos. Saw lots of sights. Did some kayaking. Did some walking. Some shopping. Even went down to Waco to the Magnolia Market. To all things Chip and Joanna. It was a great trip. We stayed in a tiny house. And it was indeed tiny. But it was also pretty cool. And um, just lived it up for four days. So... I uh, am excited to be back. Actually, I I take that back. I really wish I could have spent about another week in Austin. But excited to be back to see my kids, um, to see kind of what's been shaking here while I've been gone. It's a funny thing. This morning, um, went in to wake up Hunter, who is our five-year-old, so that he could get ready to go to school. Woke him up, and he seriously cried all morning and he was tired, but he cried because I was not Becky or Tammy, the two people who kept him this weekend, who he really wanted to see this morning, and not me. At one point, was even even implied that he wished I wasn't there. So it wasn't the best, uh, the most uh, ideal greeting time from him this morning. But he was tired, and it's fine. We just laugh. I tried to just laugh it off. Um, But I got to see all my kids this morning, so that was cool. And uh, now I'm back in the office to try to uh, refocus and and just get back to to doing the the stuff, doing the things. So I'm going to do that, starting with making sure that everything with Hope Lab is update. For those of you who don't know, I do another anchor station here called Hope Lab. Uh, which is an experiment for our faith community on uh, practical ways to follow Jesus together. So you should check that out. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about it. But um, I uh, need to make sure that that podcast... I had scheduled a Sunday podcast to come out, and it didn't come out. And I'm not sure exactly what happened. So I'm going to go tend to that and uh, try to get a couple other things going. But uh, I hope you're having a great day out there, and it's good to be back. So the post-vacation funk is real. I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling just non-motivated. And I'm trying to snap my way out of it. I am uh, trying to find ways to best redeem the time that I have today. Because I, uh, just to be perfectly honest, um, don't feel like doing anything. And so, what do you do when you don't feel like doing anything? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is do something to keep yourself from doing nothing. Uh, But second, what I have found really helps me out is to uh, sit down and just kind of lay out my week um, so that I see what things need to be done and so that, to be perfectly honest, I can build in some time to still snap out of the funk while prioritizing the things that have to get done. And so uh, for me, what that meant was I had to set up a bunch of easy wins for me to kind of get my productivity mind rolling. Simple things, but things that needed to get done and things that I could do quickly. So for me, some 
some easy things were knocking out the music set this week because I'm leading at Hope, um, making a reading schedule for what our staff is going through as far as our next book, um, making some checklists as far as uh, people I need to be contacting and, uh, and coaching over the next couple weeks, some scheduling things, just kind of prioritizing those things. One conversation I know I need to have with is one I don't want to do today, and it has to do with um, financing and uh, us integrating online giving, and I just really don't feel like dealing with all that right now. It has to be dealt with this week. It doesn't have to be dealt with today, and so I'm not dealing with it today. Prioritizing, I'm really just trying to set myself up for some simple, easy wins. Uh, That's how I'm trying to kind of break out of this rhythm. The other thing I'm going to do is this afternoon I'm going to cut grass. One, it needs to be done. Two, it's physical. It gets me out of my head and into my body, so to speak. You know, just getting out and doing some yard work. It's going to rain some later in the week anyway. I need to get it done. But it's it's just going to give me a chance to let my mind kind of process while I'm doing something uh, physical. I think that for me is going to kind of get me back into work mode. Um, and the last thing that uh, helped me out this morning anyway is I, I had to kind of turn off the internet uh, on my computer and uh, shut it down and shut down my phone so that I could get focused. I'm about to leave the office to go eat lunch at the house and then uh, get to, to cutting grass. So I figured I'd squeeze this in now. What do you do? What's, what's your get out of the funk process? How do you go from unmotivated to motivated? Uh, I'm always curious as to how people attack this problem. So call in, let me know. What's up, Anchorland? It's Drew, just finished doing some yard work and uh, I'm feeling like I am I'm starting to feel like I've actually done some things so that there's nothing like doing something with your hands to just that you can you can just see it accomplished. Um, maybe that means I just have a fragile facet of myself that just needs to have little trophies all day. But man, I don't know. It just feels good to be knocking some things out after feeling as funky as I did this morning. So uh, listen to some interesting podcasts. Um, while I was cutting grass, including, I've mentioned before that I, I listened to Abel James's podcast, uh, The Fat Burning Man, because his diet is the basis of what Catherine and I have been trying to eat by, except for when we were in Austin. Um, but he interviewed the guy, oh, I forget his name, John something. Uh, he's the guy who wrote uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Um, and he said something really interesting that I wanted to... Uh, mention in light of, I just thought this was really funny because he, he said that it is the size of a man's chest that usually is an indicator as to whether or not, like, how high their average testosterone levels are. And I, I'm, I'm interested in that because Charles Spurgeon was noted to have basically, like, used the girth of a man's chest to qualify or disqualify men from his preaching school back in the day. Like guys he was trained to preach, they didn't have a big enough chest, he would say, 
they didn't have what it took to be a good preacher. I don't know if that had to do with volume. I need to kind of look into that story. But it's interesting because that would mean that there was a tie, albeit probably more felt than known, of testosterone levels and Charles Spurgeon's idea of who qualified best as a preacher. Um, the collision of those two things just is super fascinating to me. Uh, I am not an advocate of Charles Spurgeon's school of qualifying preachers that way, especially because I'm egalitarian, so that would just bring a whole different issue that would make things... Oh gosh, the more I, I don't need to talk out loud about that, but that would be even worse in our society today. But uh, anyway, just interesting, interesting stuff. So um, I'm going to go grab a shower and knock out a couple errands before I grab the kids. And we've got Cub Scouts tonight. So uh, it's going to be a good one. It will at least be interesting, if not great. Hope your day is too. All right. This is the time of day where I usually am confessional on Anchor. And so time for my top three confessions of the day. One, I am trying to fix our dishwasher, which is having some issues. And I have called my friend Van, who's a plumber, and he's going to come help me figure some things out. And I love that Van is always willing to teach me things, but I also hate that I don't know how to do crap. You ever get mad that you don't have a skill set that... You feel like you should have, but you don't know why you should have it. I feel like there's a lot of things. Like, I'm not very good with anything with an engine. And I feel like I should have picked up that skill somewhere, but I don't know where I would have picked it up. Probably, like, I don't know, earlier. But, I don't know. Like, did you ever come to the point where you realized there's entire sets of skills that you should probably have in order to be a, real, a well-rounded human being that you don't have? Because I feel like there's a huge number of those skill sets that I'm completely missing. And I've been getting by on like ethereal talk and good looks or something. I don't have those either. Dang it. What have I been getting by on? I'm very confused now. So, got to work on that. And I just got to confess that it is hard for me to become a student in these areas because it also means owning up to the fact that I'm stupid. Or not stupid, but lacking knowledge. Um... I know everyone has to be at that point, but I'm 37 and I feel like I should have certain skills that I don't have and that bothers me sometimes. So that's confession number one. Confession number two, I am really getting into stuff that is driven by synths and 80s sounding electronica. Uh, ever since hearing The Midnight on another anchor station on Beep Beep Station, um, I've just been getting more and more into it, and it is um, stoking my musical fire. Uh, and so, and especially, there's this one track by the Midnight called "Vampires" that is just this obnoxiously '80s saxophone lick over the top of these synth beats. And I'm going to put it on the station in a minute. And I hope you listen to the whole dang thing because it's just like so obnoxiously awesome that I can't, I can't even take it. And so uh, I've been trying to listen to a bunch of other bands that are kind of doing this kind of stuff too. And I need to start nailing down who their influences are. Like who were the people who were doing this back in the day? Um, because it's, it's just awesome. And my wife hates it, but I don't care because I love it. 
And let's see, one more confession. Third confession. So I've been reading uh, In Your Neighborhood As It Is In Heaven, which is a book by Lance Ford and Brad Briscoe. And the whole book, it's, it's a primer on basically getting back to the neighborhood as the site for where the kingdom of God is most um, tangible in the world. And really kind of like moving away from uh, a ungrounded spirituality that is ethereal and escapist and just not rooted in like the local and ordinary. Um, And it's been amazing, but it's also been very convicting. Uh, And Lance at one point confesses that you know, he was so caught up in planning churches at one point, 18, like 18 years ago, that like he blatantly missed some of the obvious stuff right in front of him. And it caused him to be really disconnected from his place. And I feel like I can really relate to that. It's something I've kind of been confessional about over the past couple of years and have been in a process of trying to unlearn in my own life. Just, uh, moving away from a spirituality that's not rooted in deeply local relationships and people and trying to integrate what it means to be Christian into the most ordinary facets of life, knowing that it's the small things that end up doing big things. And so not aiming to do huge things, but aiming to do small things faithfully um, and being a champion of that. Because most people, they can dream of big things, but if we can't be faithful in small things, what are we doing? So anyway, wrestling with that and wondering, uh, if anyone else has been ever in this place, um, because I need to be a student there too. So that's my afternoon confessions. Time to get the kids.